and those who are here in the sanctuary to 1008 West Main Street, Arlington, Texas. Pastor Joshua Bernard and Pastor Crystal Bernard. We just welcome everybody right now. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ah, we just come before you right now, Lord God, just so gracious, graciously and humbly right now, Lord God. You're just such an awesome father as of right now, Lord God. You're such a good, good father, good, good daddy. We cry, Abba, Father. Father, right now, we just ask that you just sanctify our hearts. Sanctify our minds. Sanctify our spirits. Sanctify everything about us right now, Lord God. Like Pastor Josh mentioned earlier today in Mastery, Lord God, just allow us just to be so codependent on you, Lord God, that we don't even know what to do. We don't know how to pray. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to move, Lord God. We don't know how to speak unless we're so codependent on you right now, Lord God. We ask that you just submerge us inside of your spirit right now, Lord God. We just ask that you just break away all distractions that we've brought inside this place on today, Lord God. We ask that you remove anything that's not like you right now, Father. We just ask that you just move us in such a way, Lord God, that only you can move, Lord God. Move us in such a way, Father, that makes us the types of saints that you want us to be right now, Father. Right now, Father, we just ask that you just touch this worship service, Lord God. We ask that you just touch those who are here, Lord God. Touch those who may be on their way. The psalmist says, even if I had 10,000 tongues, Lord God, I can praise you enough. Can praise you enough, Lord God, because you've been too good. You've been so good, Lord God. When I, when, when I personally look back, Lord God, where you brought me from, Lord God, personally, Lord God, I, I, I can't praise you enough, Lord God. Thank you for placing those who are in our lives, Lord God, inside my little life, Lord God, just to be better saints and better Christians and just for you right now, Father. I ask that you just open us up on today. I ask that you open us up Open our minds and our spirits, Lord God. Allow us to just be receptive to what it is that you have for us on today. Remove any distractions from the pits of hell, Lord God. Just, just, just allow us just to focus on you. Allow you to be the sole focus on today, Lord God. You be the center of our joy on today, Lord God. Such an awesome Father, Lord God. We sing praises to your name, Lord God. We say hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah. It's the highest praise, Lord God. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name, Lord God. Ask that you set this atmosphere, Lord God, as only you can. Set this atmosphere, Lord God, and let your spirit be made manifest in this place on today. Hallelujah to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah to your name, Lord God. You're so good. Hallelujah to your name. Continue to sanctify us, Lord God, and break away anything that is not like you. We just 
just love you on today, Lord God. We love on you on today, Lord God. We just love you. We love you. Love you, Lord, today, as the song says, because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. That's why I lift you up. That's why I magnify you. So good in this place on today, Lord God. Ask that you move as only you can in this worship service on today. Touch the musicians, touch the worship leaders, Lord God, the praise and worship leaders, Lord God. Touch this congregation, touch the speaker of the hour, Lord God. Touch Pastor Bernard. Have him bring a word in here on today, Lord God. It's only you have touched them to do. So precious. So precious. this in this place on today Lord God and all these things we ask inside your son Jesus' name Amen Bless the Lord. There we go. Just bless the Lord. Bless his name. Let's just enter in this morning and just, just, just. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Let's just enter in. We bow down before your throne. We enter in, God. We enter in, God. We enter in, God. We're ready for that posture this morning to worship, Lord God. That posture to worship, to give you just honor and glory. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We serve an awesome God. How many of y'all know that God is awesome and He's holy? He is holy. He is more holy than than all who are surrounded by his throne. And we thank you. Come on, just lift up your hands and give God a, a marvelous praise. Hallelujah. And we celebrate your name. We celebrate your name because you're worthy, Father. You are worthy this morning and you are so deserving. And we shout hallelujah. We shout hallelujah. There's no one in heaven and earth like you, Lord God, who can compare to you, Lord God. You are marvelous in all your ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate up this morning. This is your opportunity. This is the season to celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. He woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. And for that, we give you praise, Lord God. We give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 
I want everybody on this count of three just to give a God a big shout. That shout with the voice of triumph and a shout of praise. Amen. Because he's just that worthy. Amen. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We invite you to just join in and worship with us this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands like this. Oh, we bless your name. You're Alpha and Omega, God. If you know, sing it with us. This you are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. You're the beginning and the end. Say it today, today, forever. You're the same Yesterday, today, today, forever. Say 
Yesterday in um, rehearsal, I mean, it was just, man, God just moved. And I, 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 and I you know, I, I made up in my mind yesterday, I'm, I'm just ready for just different realms of glory, new realms of glory, you know. Just, just God opening doors for new areas of worship that we've never experienced, you know. 
and I, I just want us to be free in the Lord today. You know, there's no, there's no structure. There's no, no. God, just have your way, God. Just have your way, Lord. Oh, just, just praise him right now. Just bless him. Just worship him. God, we, we thank you, Lord God. We're looking for the taste of you. We're looking for the taste of you today, Lord God. We're looking for the moment with you. Just bless right now. Bless the Lord with all of your soul, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your being, with every ounce of you. Don't leave anything. Don't leave anything. Give it all to him right now. No reservation. None reserved. We give it all. We give it all to you, Lord God. And Lord God, we're ready, Lord God, for the taste. The taste, Lord God. We're ready to enter in, Lord God. We're ready, Lord God, to bask around your throne, Lord God. Ah. Thank you, Father. Taste and sing. Come on, just help me sing this real quick. It's real easy. Taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever.
Worthy, 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 
Father, we worship you this morning. Bless your people this morning. Oh yeah, that's good right there. Bless your people this morning. Bless your people this morning. Heal hearts this morning. Heal hearts this morning. Sanctify minds this morning. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Come on, come on, let faith arise in this place. We give you praise. 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 Have your way. We give you praise. Glory. 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 love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. We give you praise this morning. Have your way, God. In us and through us, God. You're perfect in all your ways. Bless your people this morning. We need a touch from you. We need a word from you. There's nobody like you. Sanctify us. Purify us. Help us to walk upright. Help us to talk upright. Anybody need help from God? Can you say, God, help me this morning? Come on, open up your mouth. Say, God, help me this morning. nothing without you. We need you. Sanctify us. Wrap us in your glory. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. For restoring your beloved. say with the apple of your eye so God thank you for all that you are speak this morning 
We lay aside every weight this morning. We set our sights this morning on your reality. Speak on, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Stand in your name. In Jesus' name. How many love Jesus this morning? Come on, how many love Jesus this morning? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, if you can go to 2 Corinthians 11. We're going to read 1 through 4. Second Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. I'm going to be speaking from the subject, now faith. Now faith. And uh, if I was to subtitle this, I'm going to teach on the revelation of love. The revelation of love. There's a point in love where love has to be a revelation. There's a lot of things that can be love. But there's a point in love that it becomes a revelation. Somebody say, now faith. Second Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. I wish you would bear with me. I'm reading from the Amplified myself, but you can read from your version. While indulge in a little foolishness, but indeed you are bearing with me as you read this. I am jealous for you with a godless, godly jealousy because I have promised you to one husband to present you as a pure version to Christ. But I am afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led away from the simplicity. Somebody say simplicity. Led away from the simplicity, the sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Are you willing to allow it if one comes preaching another Jesus whom you have not preached? Preaching another Jesus uh, whom we have not preached. Or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted you tolerate all this bountifully welcoming the deception father we ask you to speak this morning i take a step back as you take a step forward have your way in our hearts and our minds in jesus name amen you may be seated just give me about 10 minutes, man of God, on the strings, and you're free. 
there's a simplicity in the gospel that God is wanting us to understand. Actually, thank you, man of God. Appreciate it. How many love Jesus this morning? Now, I want you to understand Paul is addressing that there is a gospel that must be preached, and then there are many gospels and there are many Christs that people preach. And he wanted us to understand that there is a place where we have to get to the core message of the gospel by which we are saved. When you lose the core competency of the Christ, you can lose the way. And God is trying to give us the understanding and the application to uh, get foundationally sound so we can always have uh, uh, and go into perfection as he called us to go. Now, there's a simplicity. Somebody say simplicity. One of the things that the adversary has been working on in the body of Christ is throwing away the simplicity of the gospel. We've made it to believe, it's been made to believe that we have to go through uh, hoops and, and, and bounds and ups and downs. There are many things that, 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 that we think, that we think, that we think maturity is an example of. That we're thinking that makes us grow. And God is having to reestablish some things of understanding faith and understanding God. So you can continue to accelerate in your call. Can you say amen? How many of you know that we were called to go from faith to faith and glory to what? Glory. And we have to understand that we are a result of the cross. Jesus died on the what? On the cross. We were without hope until he died. Now, I want you to hear me because this morning... I just read about the simplicity of the gospel, but if you're not careful, you're going to think this message is simple, but you don't hear the complexity in it. Because the reality of it is, if we, to be mature as we're called to be, we should be, and also we should be commensurate in love as we're called to be. The Bible says that the world, everyone will know us by how we love one another. How will we be known? By how we... So the greater in God towards the body is understanding how do we treat one another? How are we looking to people? How do we, how do we sound? How are we... What is the love components that we... How we handle one another? Yet, the messages that we have to preach is to how stop fighting each other. And, and he, Paul said, listen, you should be teachers, but we still have to teach you the, the milk of the word. Things like uh, uh, stop arguing. Come out of your flesh. Come out of the thing. Why? Because I have to teach you faith again. Somebody say there's levels to this. So I want you to understand that God was trying to get us to an understanding. You have to have a prerequisite, a precept mindset, a prerequisite mindset towards God. 
a perception, a certain preception. So that the adversary don't steal the storyline of your heart. If he steals the storyline of your heart, you'll miss the point. Hit your neighbor and say, don't miss the point. Now, I want to give you and help you understand the gospel message, the good news. Somebody say good news. Now, it's interesting. We say good news, but everybody usually in church, we look bad. <laughs> Come on. We, we, we look, people high look happier than us. People drunk look happier than us. We pouting and shouting and bouting and good. God is saying, hey, I don't know if they understand what this news is really is. So the devil knows if I take the simplicity of it, I'm going to make them start to work towards something that it was never intended to be. Because if I now make the message something that it's not called to be, you're going to keep working for a thing. Not knowing that it made the means to a thing. When I was the thing. Come on, somebody say God is the thing. And so we have to understand who is God. And what is the reason for faith? And what is the message? Number one, I want you to understand that Jesus died. Tell you what, let's go to the scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to learn really quickly. 1 Corinthians 15. 2 through 4. For the sake of time, I'm going to read. By which also you have you are saved if you hold fast the word which I preach to you unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you first all that which also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He died what? He died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So I want you to understand the gospel is that Christ died, he was buried, and he rose. What is it? He died, he was buried, and he what? And he rose. He died, he was buried, and he rose. In fact, the Bible says, if Christ have not risen, so without the risen Savior, we don't, need, we don't have a need for faith. Faith reveals the rising of Christ. That's why faith should reveal the rising of you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. That's why faith should reveal your rising. But we have to understand what faith is. The Bible says that now faith is. Number one, it's now. Somebody say faith is now. When you're praying in faith, faith can never be later. Faith has to be now. It's nothing wrong with believing, but I'm sorry to tell you that people lie to you. Faith is not believing. Faith has no doubt. Faith has no fear. Faith has no problems because faith is finished. Now, I want you to understand because, see, Paul, Peter, they were trying to get to something. Because if he takes the simplicity of the gospel away and give you another one, the last day deception is definitions. The last day deception is what? 
If he takes the definitions, he's going to take the storyline for which you believe of where you are in him. The last day deception is the change of definitions. If I can shift your definitions, I'm going to shift how you see God. And if I can shift how you see God, I'm going to make sure that your hope becomes deferred so your heart can be sick. So now you be mad at God because I've twisted the understanding of what you were called to live from. So if I can twist your understanding of what you're called to live from, you're going to keep trying to work yourself towards God. But faith is not work toward. Faith is rest in God. I was mad with that generation because yet they heard the word, they not being mixed with faith. They did not enter my rest. So a faith that doesn't have rest is not faith. We're just on faith. I was trying to beat this up. I got five pages of notes and I'm, I'm trying to navigate this right. I need you to understand something about faith because b before we can get to anything else, we got to get to the principle of faith. Because if we misinterpret faith, we're going to misinterpret the rest of the way. If we're led by faith, if we're called to walk by faith, if we're called to do everything by faith, how can I do a thing by faith if I don't understand the faith? So we haven't understood in the body of Christ the message of faith yet, but we teach you. And I apologize. I do apologize because we've done preached you ahead of faith. We've given you message over your heads about everything else. And Paul said, why do you keep having immature conversations? We need to have the elements of faith. What I call the elementary principles. Let's start there. And then leave the principles of Christ, and then we move on to maturity that's the bible so if we haven't hit the elementary principles of christ we're not ready to move to perfection so one of the first elementary principles paul's calls because he said you should be teachers by now but you need someone to teach you again the what first principles the elementary principles of the oracles of god you have need of milk and not solid food for those who partake in solid food have exercised their spirit to know good from evil. So I want you to understand one of the elementary principles is faith towards God. Say that with me. It's what? Faith towards God. Say it again. Faith towards God. I want you to understand something about faith. And I'm talking about biblical faith. I'm talking about saving faith. I'm talking about Christ's faith. Faith that's not towards God first. I think this is a confusion and I want everybody to listen to me. I want you to know that you can have faith towards stuff. You can have faith towards prosperity. You can have faith towards people. You can have faith towards things. You can have faith in stuff. You can have faith in healing. You can have faith in miracles. You have faith in signs. You have faith in wonders. You can have faith in things. But until you have faith in God, you do not build. So faith has to begin in God, not the problem 
to be fixed. Okay. All right. Come on. I want to teach you this morning. Because see, and once again, I apologize. We we went over your heads. We haven't, if, if, if this generation, we spend one year on faith, every church on the block, we will really do something. Just on faith. Understanding faith. Because we've learned faith to be name it and claim it, declare it and wear it. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I see it and I see it. Kinds of stuff. Now, I want you to understand the balance. Because the balance is, it doesn't mean that it's not faith, but it's not the Christian faith. Okay. All right. Because if, we're, if I'm honest, see, you who keep judging the world of their wealth, they actually have more faith in you in, their, in your Bible. We'll have a deeper conversation. They believe, they believe your Bible more about the wealth part than you. You believe the God part more than them. <laughs> but they believe the wealth part more than you. So you're judging them about not having faith. No, they got faith just in that area. What God is trying to do is teach you as a child how to have faith in every area. So don't justify something that's not justifiable. As if you're better. No, 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 no. You are because you're a child of God. But you have to understand God's faith. Somebody say God's faith. You don't grow without God's faith. The first principle is faith towards. If it's not towards God first, watch this. It's going to be limited. It has an expiration date to it. We've learned to lump faith all in one, and it's not. And it's caused a problem in the body of Christ because everybody calls faith everything. And faith is not everything, not the faith towards God. There's a faith towards God thing, and then there's faith towards every other thing. But what God is trying to get Christians to understand, if you can get the faith towards God thing, watch this. It's just that one thing that leads to Oh, I like seeing Pastor Stan to mess me up with that. If you can get the faith towards God thing, all things are in him. So if you can get that one first, it can lead to everything. I don't want faith towards that at the expense of my children. I don't want faith towards this at the expense of my marriage. I don't want faith towards these things at the expense of anything. But if I can get the main thing, I'll have the thing that touches everything. So, so you got to understand faith. Uh, see, I studied, I said, whoa, whoa, we, we went way too far. We went way too far. Because if, if, if we can't even understand this, I know we're going to miss the next step here. We're going to miss the next step there. Because faith has to start with God. You're not, even if you have a problem, don't be in your problem. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not screaming at you. You, you got to say. Don't pray to fix your problem. Pray towards God. Because God don't have a problem. You know, I found out God don't have a problem. We do. 
I'm like, God, you got a problem because I got a problem. He said, no, I don't. I say, stop playing. You, you don't have a problem. You don't have a problem because I have a problem. And you told me I'm a child of you. So if I got a problem, you got a problem. No, 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 you, you're misunderstanding this. I don't have a problem. I say, well, shoot, I'm missing something. God doesn't have a problem. You know why? Because he's already fixed them all. He's already conquered it all. He's already put them under your feet. So we're coming into the revelation of what is already finished. When you come into the revelation of what is already finished, you, your problem has become an opportunity for faith. Uh, let me slow down. So, so you got to understand faith. A faith in God is not a faith if it doesn't touch God first. This is the, it's, it's a worldwide issue. And I'm going to expose to you even Jesus having correcting the church. He corrects seven churches and then he dealt with their problems. Somebody say faith. Now I want you to understand faith because faith works through something. Faith works. What do we usually say faith is? Y'all ready? Okay, faith is the substance of things that and the evidence of things are not seen. Now, where do we get declarative faith from? And he's saying it's substance. Faith is the what? Substance of things first. It's what? So faith is something that's tangible. It's real. So I don't, when I have real God faith, I'm not guessing. I have become it. So faith is substance. It's not believing towards. It's nothing wrong with believing towards. But if I'm still confused, if I have it, I haven't reached faith. Faith don't say maybe. Faith don't say later. Faith don't say I hope so. Faith said it's finished. And it's not just saying it's finished. It's still finished. It's have the being of finished. It has the appearance of finished. It has the mind of finished. It has the rap word of finished. Faith, faith, faith is finished. Faith is finished. So faith without substance hasn't reached faith yet. Now faith is the substance of things that are what? Hope for Jesus being the, the hope of our glory. Ah, I ain't gonna go down that road. But it's the evidence of things that are Okay, so one component, faith cannot be without substance. Number two, faith cannot be without evidence. Faith cannot be without what? So without substance, that's commensurate with evidence, you're not you don't have faith. You could have belief. You could have believed. Now, there is a point where, okay, you could have belief. You can't have faith and depression. 
Now stop, this is not about condemnation and all that stuff. Get out of that. God has to situate his word right. Because now if the world, if the adversary steals the definition, you don't have hope. Okay, listen. If I've breached it already, what else is there to look for? So the devil knows if I tell you, you can have that and that, well, like, well, I'm just going to have to wait on God because there's nothing else to look for. There's nothing else to pray for. Because if I have the faith, but I still have my sickness, I have the faith, but I still have my depression. You're telling me I have faith and I have that. What else is there that I need to do? So that's the space that the enemy wants you to be in. Because he knows if you think like that, you're hopeless. There's no hope. So you got to wait on God. You got to wait on God. You got to look for another means. You got to run here. You got to do that, doctor, do that. Now, so this is the balance. Because God don't have a problem because you have a problem. God don't mind your problems. What did I just say? God doesn't mind your problems. That's God don't, he doesn't mind if you have depression or you have an issue. He doesn't mind that. What he does mind if you justify it with other definitions. That's the danger. Don't put, don't make the word of God to no effect. And we've been, see, we don't understand there's doctrines of devils that's been masquerading the church with all kinds of stuff because we don't understand what's permissible versus principle. There are permissibilities, but you got to understand when it, when it violates principle. The principle of a thing is God in you, what God told you to do. That's principle. For example, for example, if something is going on in my body, or I feel something, watch this. What God wants us to do is try to work it out through salvation. But what we learn to do is go right to the medicine cabinet. Now, there's nothing wrong with medicine. Stop going to extremes in your mind. Oh, he wanted those. See, you, you, look at, I know, I already, I know where you're going. Oh, he wanted those. They don't like medicine. He wanted, no, stop that. Learn balance. Tell somebody, tell your neighbor, learn balance. All right, stay with me. What you do first is not practicing your faith. Because God might have had the possibility to teach you how he works in healing. The same for money. The same for opportunity. So the first thing we do is say, well, I haven't seen him as a healer in church. I haven't seen him as a healer in nobody. So I go straight to the medicine cabinet and I make that my main faith. But a person who understands faith knows that even if I go to the medicine cabinet, it's temporary. I'm going to learn to walk out this thing because Jesus said it's done. All right, so now that's faith. I'm going to work it out until I walk it out. I'm not going to make it me. I have a sickness. I'm not sick. Because it's temporary. Because as soon as I get to prayer, and I work it in me, the Bible says that spirit mortifies your body, 
Do y'all understand what a mortification is? It means that the Spirit of God takes over your body. And when the Spirit of God takes over your body, sickness is illegal in your body. That's why sometimes I can, okay, let me be open to you. I'm going to expose something to you. Sometimes I'm preaching, you see me snotting and stuff. Because even when I'm preaching, I'm getting healed from stuff that I don't even, a sinus is leaking out. Why? Because when the spirit mortifies your body, it cannot stay. What can it hold on to you? That's the problem. You got to learn to let it go by submitting to your father and when that spirit that was born with mortifies your body it got the cut off of you tell somebody to work it out work it out work it out no work out your salvation work out your miracle you got to learn to work it out i'm not going to stay sick i'm not going to stay depressed i'm not going to stay here i was not born to be here and my god did not tell me i have to be it Don't make it eternal what God made, what was just temporary. Stop making eternal things out of temporary things. God, because I'm doing your will, this body will be healed. God, because I'm doing your will, I will get my mind. I will, come on, a stable mind. I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my peace back. I'm going to get, come on, I'm going to get it back. So faith has to be through substance and faith has to have evidence if faith don't have substance and it doesn't have evidence it's not God faith okay now that doesn't mean that we're not working towards it you hear what I'm saying but be careful with your definitions because don't ever call a God faith What's not finished? Because if you're putting God's name on that, you're actually making the word of God to no effect. And that's why people are getting depressed because you're making them hopeless by thinking they are something that they don't have yet. It would be better to you tell me I'm working towards it than tell me I'm there. Because if I'm there, why well, don't have the evidence of it? If I am there, don't, no, no, that's not love to me. Don't lie to me and tell me that's love. Don't take this general. No, 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 no. That's don't lie to me. Please know what you're talking about. Don't tell me it's faith if I haven't met it. Because you're gonna make me have an expectation of something that makes me angry. Be careful of the doctrines that you're listening to. Most of this generation are knocked out of their mind because of what we put on them as an expectation. We, we, the church have put an expectation and it's become a stumbling block to them because you keep telling them that they know and they have it and they know and they have it and they know and they're locked out of their minds thinking that they know and they have it so they feel like I'm supposed to be doing it. So you, you have to get the Pharisee out of them. And we think the devil, the devil didn't do that. The church did that. Because of what we're qualifying. Don't qualify what Christ haven't qualified. It doesn't mean that you're taken away from them. We just want to add to them. That is love. Somebody say that is love. So I want you to understand. We have to get to understanding what faith is. Somebody say faith is now. Say faith is free. Say faith is liberating. 
Faith is rest. Faith is peace. So when you hit faith, you'll have the evidence of faith. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand something because now this is the next part that we got to get to. Faith, the Bible says, work through something. Faith works through something. Let's go to the scriptures, actually. How many have been blessed so far? I want you to go with me really quickly. To Galatians 5, 2 through 9. Galatians 5, 2 through 9. For the sake of time, indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I will testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to, to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. That's you who have attempt to be justified by the what? By the law, which means because the Bible said it, because I did it, I'm okay. I'm going to say that again. Because the Bible said it and I did it, I'm okay. The Bible says that Christ has now put the law inside of you. Where's the law? Inside of you. So you cannot a moral code to justify okay with God. We'll under, help understand that. Verse 5. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope in, of righteousness by faith. Hope of righteousness by faith. Watch this. For in Christ, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working through. What does faith work through? Love. We're going to talk just for a second. See, because when your faith is in anything else, watch this. You don't have to be tested for your love. That's how we can say we're Christians and deep Christians. Be on the deacon board, but we'll cuss you out on the next corner. Because we can declare faith, but we don't have to show faith working through love. Because we didn't know faith in God. We thought it was faith in God. But it's impossible to have faith in God and not show the fruits of love. Because this type of faith in God works through love. It works through, it works through, so faith working through love. Where does it work through? Which means you will only, watch this, the measure of your faith is the measure of your love. Write that down. You will never have a measure of faith that you don't have in love. That's the issue. That's the bewitchment. That you, you can have this position, but you don't like nobody. Uh, you can get all this money, but you hate everybody. You don't like, you don't, I, don't, I don't deal with people like that. Uh-huh. 
You run from city to city looking for getting out of issues because you're thinking that God promises not about that. God ain't calling all of that. I'm going to get around that. Y'all leave me alone. I'm going towards God. No, 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 no. I need you to understand this love thing. Faith towards God only works through love. If you miss the love, you'll miss the God faith. If you miss the love, you're going to miss the God faith. Most, the reason why most believers are lost right now in what God is doing because you haven't understood how to position your faith in the proper principle. Because a faith without proper principle is a revelation without application. For example, I can work the principle of faith. That doesn't mean I've worked the love through faith. When you're, this is why I tell people, be careful running around. Understand there's maturity levels to this. That's why I'm going to teach government of love. Because love is one way. You know why? It's not one way. Because God is love. Are we maturing in God? So if you're maturing in God, you're maturing in love. Come on, somebody. If I'm maturing in God, I'm maturing in love. So God can't be one way, love can't be one way. So I can't just say I love in one paintbrush application. Peter thought he loved Jesus. <laughs> People were like, no, that's my dog, hey, that's my man. Man, I'm down with you, brother. Peter was like, man, look, I'll, I'll kill for this guy here. People were like, no, I love, I never, I would never, I would. I would never deny you. Jesus, stop playing with me. You know I won't deny you. He said, when, when that crop grow, you're going to deny me three, not even just one. God had preemptive sight. Brother, I love you, but I see the denial. But watch this. Because you're my child, even though you're going to deny me, you're going to repent too. And when you repent, I want you to, come on. God have foresight for your life. Which means he's already made a way for your mess ups. He's already made a way, preemptive way for your. When you're a child of God, he's not back. He's just trying to teach you to come back quicker. Y'all know us who hard-headed. We got to go through different things to come back. If it ain't hot enough, we ain't going to come back fast. We're going to keep trying stuff. Hey, let me try that. Why you keep trying? The flesh profits nothing. Well, let me try this way. He know you're going to come back. You just don't know you're going to come back that quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, when, you, when, when you're a child of God. That's why it's not personal to God. It's principle. That's why he gave you mercy. He said, when you mess up, don't stay in your mess up. Learn to run to me because you couldn't fix yourself in the first place. So I want you to understand. 
Faith works through love. Love. If you're going to go in faith, you know what? See, the problem with, with, with even right now, see, many of us, I know this. See, your problem. See, your problem. I know God is love. Oh, Pastor, come on, get something deeper. This again. You, you see that? You see that? Not knowing how even the, the pastor that's teaching you, not even knowing how he became mature. How he's, how he's able to give you what you, see, you, you, you keep bypassing in your mind, I know this. And God is saying, I need you to relearn. You know a portion of this love. There's a love that I need you to learn to hold on to through your problem, through your disagreement, through your discouragement, through your, come on, I need you to hold to it. Somebody say faith works through love. Tina Turner will say, what love got to do with it? <laughs> Y'all know that song? I, I, I think we done listened too much Tina Turner in the church. Because now we've adopted the same perception. That we can have gift arrangement. Gift maturity. Prophetic maturity. We can look good. We can do all of this stuff. And we say, what love got to do with that, baby? Tell somebody it's a lot got to do with it. Oh, it's all about it. it. Go with me. I want to show you here. Go to Revelations 2. What love got to do with it? What love got to do with my level? What love got to do with my issue? What love got to do with my problem? What love got to do with my relationship? What love got to do with it? What does love got to do with it? Can I help you with something? Y'all ready? Let me show you a quick way to understand this. Every sin is a result of the lack of love. Everyone. Every single one points back to the lacking of love. Every addiction, every struggle, every problem, it points back to the lack of love. It points to the lack of love. Jesus, I feel like that clock is tricking me. I got 10 minutes, so we're going to quote real quick. The Bible says, the Bible says that perfect love, not this scripture, just listen real quick. The Bible says that perfect love, that perfect love, not perfect prophecy, not perfect preaching, not perfect classes on um, the blessing, not perfect anything else. But perfect love, it casts out fear. Did it cast out fear? No. It casts out how much? All. How much? All. So I can point to where I'm disobedient 
and realized I wasn't lacking another class in my prophetic gift. I was lacking a relationship issue in love. I'm giving you a secret. It's the revelation of love. Because you keep thinking preachers of why they do what they do. And you see, you're missing it. You know why they pray so much? Because they learn how to be a child in the father's arms. So I'm teaching you a quickness way, a quick way to restore your life. To restore and come back into alignment. Can you say amen? So the Bible says perfect love casts out how much fear? All fear. All. Watch this. And the Bible says, and if you fear, if you doubt, if you are wondering, how many of you had plans this year? In the beginning of the year? Y'all know those declaration things that we be doing. <laughs> this is a year of progression. This is dear to see your blessing the year progression to see you know we got to make it rhyme to fit to get your ear the year to all kinds of, yeah how much of that year have you really you, did you go back to what you said hey, jesus how much of this have i done how many months we have left about three four we're about halfway on the water how many are ready to accelerate in your life? You have to understand something. Because the gospel that Paul was trying to get us to understand, and Peter, and those, the, the apostles was trying to help you to understand. Do not listen. Don't, don't, don't adopt another Jesus. Don't adopt another gospel. Stay in the simplicity. I know you hear me talk. We got master, we got advanced, we got the government of God, we got all kinds of classes. But I want you to understand all of those classes, it still has to come back to the foundation of a relationship. And if it's a relationship, everything else is added. The problem is, they've taught us to bypass relationship, to make it to something pre-relationship. You know what's interesting? I did a study on people meeting the height of their calling as, as, as believers. Do you know that the average believer meets the height of their calling? It's really about 34% even, I'm, I'm actually helping you out. It's like not barely, you're telling me church going every Sunday and nobody's meeting the convergence to their calling, to their purpose. But we're excited. We're encouraged. But there's no convergence into purpose, into destiny. There's a problem. I think it's lower than that. It's not even 34%. It's lower. That means two out of this building maybe will hit their height of the calling. Two, maybe. Out of this building. Only two will hit the height. That tells me something. That we have to understand and go back to the building blocks of what God said. Help me to get the right gospel. 
So you have to understand, somebody said convergence. There's a convergence emergency. There's a convergence emergency. I gave the young adults this, but I'm going to give this to you. There are three levels that I'm going to give you. There's more, but I'm going to give you three levels to convergence. There are three levels. Are you ready? There are sovereign beginnings. That's how you became saved. That's when you started. Okay? How many know you was a mistake? How many know God? <laughs> well, you don't know how my parents made, got me here. God knew. Tell somebody, I'm not a mistake. I don't care how you came. You came. God, you was in God. You telling me God knew? Yeah. So some beginnings is associated with God knows where he's, where you start. doesn't mean he brought you through that path, path, that way, that way, but he knows how you started. And he knows that anything that the enemy meant for bad, he's going to work it out for your good. Nobody in here is a mistake. So there's sovereign beginnings. And God knows the, par the paradigm he does to help you to see him. You didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be saved today. I think it's a good decision to give my life to Christ. Some of y'all maybe, but the average didn't. You ran into a problem. And God helped you through the problem. And you knew he was faithful because of what he meant. Oh, yeah, you hear what I'm saying? Somebody say sovereign beginnings. So that's your, your, your beginning stage. That's your starting point. Then, so you, you, there's a process through that starting point. Then, watch this. There is spiritual formation. There is what? Spiritual formation. Which means God now brings you into the former state, formative stage. Through spiritual formation, through the foundations and principles of Christ. Spiritual formation. That's where you learn to submit to the spirit and be submit to the body. Submit to leaders so you can mature. The Bible says he's given us apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists. With the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. To the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. In the knowledge of the Son of God. What he's saying is, you come to the body to mature, to understand the call. Without equipment of maturity, you're not ready for the call. So there are spiritual foundations, and that's what we get here. Spiritual foundations. Okay? These are the building blocks. And then, watch this, you understand mastery of gifts and callings. That's where the skill comes. Gifts and callings. If you do that process a different way, for example, you become saved, go straight into gifts and calling, and you undermine the spiritual foundations, watch this, you're going to misstep. Because gifts and callings will bless you, it just won't keep you in the blessing. It'll bless you, but it'll destroy your family. It'll bless you, but it, I'm talking about monetary. It will bless you, but it, it, it will let, leave the rest leaking. Because the spiritual foundations was not established. Does that make sense? 
So God designed it in this way to come into convergence. Now, once you learn suffering beginnings and you've done the spiritual foundations, and hopefully you didn't do that religiously. Because if you do it religiously, now you feel like God is against your wealth. So you keep judging the one that got a BMW in the parking lot. But they ain't more spiritual than I am. But they ain't got a prayer life. Look, look how they drive. Where you learn that from? Tell somebody it's and that too. Y'all better stop limiting God. It's not poverty and it's not all where wealth. It's that and that too. It, it, okay. Okay, so you, you have to understand. So skill, gifts, and callings are without repentance. So you can work your gifts and callings and you don't have a repentant life. So gifts and callings being exploited does not qualify the relational context. Which means I can do that without the inspiration of the Spirit. How much can we do as Christians without the inspiration of the Spirit? Come on, can y'all be honest? How much can you really do? How many of y'all practice that every day? <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking. Just joking, don't raise your hand, just joking. How many of y'all know we can do a lot without the inspiration of the Spirit? But we do Christian stuff when you feel like it. When nobody's bothering you. When nobody messing with you. So you have to understand that God was trying to get us to understand something about love. You will not grow in me if you don't understand love. The Bible says whether you have prophecy, whether you have gifts, whether you have tongues, if you don't have love, no matter what you do, if you don't have love, you are nothing. If you don't have what? Many are going to come in my name and say, Lord, Lord, have I not done this stuff in your name? It's interesting. He said, I don't even know you. So the immature Christian would say, let me not say immature. As we're learning, we, would, we usually say, well, how did they do all that stuff? Because you don't understand the separation from gifts and callings and relationship. God will use temporal covenants to get his will done. That did not mean that was an eternal alignment. Y'all catch me? For example, your gift, you're good at your gift. Some of y'all are prophetic. How many of y'all prophetic? They don't want to raise their hand. No, I understand. I ain't coming after you. Raise my hand. He gonna make me out of his He ain't coming after you. But you can you can see without praying. If you have the gift of the prophetic, you can see without praying. Okay. I have the gift of discernment. I do. I can see a devil in everything. 
But when I, was, when I wasn't saved, I didn't know the gift was still working. So I was doing all kind of stuff the wrong way. Like, I see you. And I'm going to use it for my good. I didn't know it was a gift of discernment. I was, I was practicing my gift. Because I didn't like what I see, but I had to prove what I was seeing. So I hurt people trying to prove what I was seeing, not knowing I was practicing a gift. Gifts can work in the club, too. Y'all in the club and somebody's singing. It's not in the Christian song, but the anointing comes. Man, ooh, man, your voice. Something in you. It, it has something in it. Gifts and callings are without what? So don't tell me you have a relationship just because you can work like that. Just because you can preach like that. Just because you can prophesy like that. Don't tell me that that, that qualifies your relationship. It doesn't. What qualifies your relationship is love. You ready? It's what? How do you handle people who don't love you back? This is the measure of maturity. Y'all know this type of love. It's patient. Love is kind. Love is what? Come on, y'all know these real good. Love don't boast. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all know. The same thing. Oh, love is patient. Love is kind. It's interesting. No ass are wrong until we're wrong. <laughs> love don't keep up with wrong until you're wrong. You're like, oh, no, this is why I was wrong. Look at them. They made me do wrong. God is still. You didn't understand my love. Because if my love can triumph over somebody not loving you, or how you're perceiving them not loving you, your faith didn't go towards me first. Your faith was in the fixture of someone. I, I, I can't believe I was out, I'm out of time already. Because I want to take you down the road to understanding the government of love. Somebody say the government of love. So you have the, the, you have the love that you came into salvation as children of God. Now I want you to understand the Bible says that he's adopted you and he's put you in the family of God. You are adopted into the beloved. You're no longer orphans, but he said he's adopted you into the family. He paid the price for you. By which we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit bear witness with your spirit, and it lets you know that you are children of God. How do you know that you are children of God? Your spirit bear witness with his spirit. Somebody said there was a bearing of witness. So when you really believe and gave all of your heart, the, the witness of God came into you. You knew that you knew. You don't know how you knew or why you knew. You just knew that you knew. Well, how do you say? You don't know why you know. You just know that you know because you got the knower in the know. 
How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? So I know that I know. I don't know why I know, but I know that I know that something knowing, knowing in me. <laughs> so that's called salvation because you have a knower and that knower built the witness conformity. So he wanted you to know that you were what? Children of God, by which we cry, Abba, Father. So God started us as children, and he said, this is how you're going to cry. Abba. Okay, this is how you're going to cry. Abba. So he wanted you to understand the reason why your faith is not working is because you have a wrong perception about Father. And if you make me God outside of Father, you're going to make me an image. You're going to make me so powerful that you can't even reason with me. You're going to make me a figure. I'm helping you to understand what the problem with, 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 with love is. See, the, the, the issue with our love is we haven't understood Father. I can't even approach God right if I don't see him as So me being a pastor can't approach him right outside of Father. I know if I'm trying to approach him out of anything else, I'm working towards something rather than relationship into someone. By which we cry, Abba. So God wanted us to know him as Father. So the question becomes, what is going on with our faith? Okay, can I give you one more scripture? One more, I, 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 one more, one more, one more, one more. I really had about 40 more, but Jesus. I want you to go real quick with me. Go to John 15, 9. John 15, 9. I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me. Go to Ephesians 3, 16. You're about two different scriptures. Go to Ephesians 3.16. We'll leave it here. Ephesians 3.16 through 20. Watch this, verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Now, faith works through what? Love. Well, here it goes. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in what? So you're being rooted and grounded in before your faith goes into anything, it has to find its root. All right? May be able to comprehend with 
how many of the saints? All of the saints. What is the width, the length, the depth, the height? That's the process. To know the love of Christ with what? Passes what? So there's a love that surpasses your knowledge. It, 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 it's beyond your head. It's beyond your head. Can you say amen? That you may be fulfilled with all of the fullness of who? How do you be full? Oh, it wasn't because you was in church for 15 years. It was that you had the love being filled with all of the fullness. So what fills you? The love of Christ. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. According to the power that works in God. Ah, that works in God? Works in who? Are you telling me? This is what you're telling me. Based on what I just read. Based on what I just read, this is what you're telling me. That without love, I don't have fullness. So I keep waiting on God. But you're telling me, if I'm wrapped in love, I'll know the depth, the width, the height, the length. It'll cast out fear and go back to the scripture. You're telling me that, that love has now given me power. The love has now given me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be telling me that. You, you, can't, you cannot be telling me that because you know what? It can't be that easy. You cannot be telling me that because it can't be that what? How many of y'all, right. if you're honest with me, how many of y'all feel like just, that's just too easy? Pastor, you're not telling me it's just it was a love issue. You're telling me my issue is a love issue. I don't think so. If I ask everybody, don't do it. If I ask everybody if, right now, if you feel like your, your main issue is a love issue with God, most of us won't even put our hands up. Actually, I think probably two may get it. No judgment. All right, how many of you? Uh, no, it can't be I have a love issue. But I think you got that wrong. You're telling me that my whole problem was my love. I didn't learn to receive. Because I only can give what I learned to can I tell you something, Christians? You don't have a giving problem. You have a receiving problem. Every time you wake up, you keep asking God, how can I please you? And God is saying, you can't please me until you're pleased by what I've done for you. So we haven't learned that principle. It's a principle. The Bible says you love God because he loved you. So how did you love God? So why are you asking him about how can you please him? Rather than learning to be pleased by him, and then you give him back what he gave you. Are we, are we understanding? So I don't ask asking God, how can I please you? I ask God. I don't ask. 
Watch this. I thank him. I wake up thanking him. Enter into his gates with, uh-huh. I wake up thanking him for what he's already done. And if I can see what he's already done, watch this. I'll receive enough to speak like he speaks, to walk like he walks, to talk like he talks. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So in the government of love, watch this. The level that you're on is actually your level of love. It's your level of justice and it's your level of judgment. The Bible says judgment without justice is defiled, which means without the grace of God in this level, you won't love someone beyond your understanding of God in the way they need to be loved. If you ask me, what would be the first thing? Pastor, if you said the number one thing that will help me mature, you know what I'll tell you? It's to learn to be loved by God. I wouldn't tell you to go to no class. I wouldn't tell you to go study a whole passage of anything. Because see, the problem is they done told you to study something that is inspired. If my heart is not inspired and the Bible is an inspired word, how would I read the Bible and understand it if I'm not inspired? You, the body is to inspire the people to believe the word. So I cannot be inspired to change until I see you. That's why you are the body. Somebody say, I'm the body. Which means I got to see you before I can believe. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you have seen Can I ask you a question? Where is Jesus? He's where? Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Where is Jesus? No, 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 because see, I thought you keep telling people to go to your church. No, 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 and they need to, but, but I, I want you to understand the first step. Where is Jesus? So could it be that he called his body to be the hands and the feet and the mouth of what the world is looking for? Rather than them trying to make them what they don't even believe yet. The Bible says he's restoring all things to himself in heaven and on earth. Who's in you? Somebody say Christ in me. The what? The hope of glory. If Christ is in you, which means things have to come to the body. Nothing will never prosper if it doesn't come through the body first. And for it to come to the body first, it has to have faith towards God stamp on it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Love is the problem. Love is the problem. Love is the problem. And the reason why love is the problem, because the Bible says, unless you handle the kingdom as like a little child, you will by no means enter it. You will by no means enter it. 
Maybe I put too much on my paper because I thought I had more time. This was the next phase. But I have to teach you next time of how to deal with your childhood. Because your faith is being blocked by your heart from a lack of application of your buildup. This is not about condemnation. This is not about anything else. But God is wanting to know because his goal is to wrap you in love. His goal is to what? In what? In love. And when you can't be wrapped in love, but you want to be something in church, you have a problem. Unless you become like a little child, he said, do not stop the children from coming to me. Don't stop the children from. Don't stop me. Don't. There is a. To be healed. I think we've misunderstood that you can be chronologically 60. But emotionally 12. And when God is trying to give you love, you'll keep faith for what you need, but you won't understand faith towards the Father. I'm done. You can put it on the music. On the second one. God is wanting you to in love. Your level is because of your love. Your level is an issue of is an issue of what? Stand to your feet if you can. There. You can turn it down for me for a second. There is things that God Is trying to get to you but he's trying to create space in you he got to create space within you Saints this generation will not go in masquerading faith without the presence of love the pure in heart will see the Lord. The pure in shall see your next step. Watch this. Is not what you may think it is. If you have open issues, somebody say open issues. If you have open case files, open cases, cases that you know, can I tell you one of the sins of the body of Christ today? Open cases. Can you tell me why? You know, know why? Because we allow you to leave with anger. We allow you to leave with unforgiveness. 
And we make it as if you can go to the next step. And you didn't, we didn't talk about that last thing that we talked about. It's illegal. It's illegal. Because God's love is wanting you to be a son and a daughter and a child first. He don't want your gift expression first. You don't have to cover with church anymore. Don't tire yourself out. I, I know you have a portion of love, but get the anger out. Get the frustration out. Come into the peace of this thing. Something stole your innocence. Something took your innocence. Took your innocence. You know how we don't be anymore. Oh, I told y'all to go to a scripture and I didn't even read it. I'm going to paraphrase it. There was a church, the Laodicean church. He said, you got miracles? I know your works. Watch this. You even tested those who said they were apostles and found them to be liars. Man, this church was deep. They have gift, expression. They had prophetic unction. They, they had miracle. They, had, they, they, had, they were deep. But he said, I got this against you. Now, this messed me up because I'm thinking, God, you're talking about, they got, they, man, they're rolling. This church rolling. You're telling me miracles, signs, wonders. They got, they, they mature in their gift expressions. But I have this against you. You've lost your first love. Oh. Repent and turn back so I don't remove the lampstand. Ah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You, you messed me up now. You, you messed me up now. Because, see, I thought that you were approving me. I was touching people. I thought the gospel was for the people. And long as I'm being nice to you, God approve of me. And God shared something. He said, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't want you to ever think of what you're doing with them is before what you're doing with me. Don't ever make people your ministry before God is your first one. Because if I love you beyond what God has given me to love you, my love is bent. That's why my hurt is also open to that type of love. Because if I love you with God love, I'm not offended when you, you're offended. If I love you with God love, I was actually giving you a gift. So I should not be mad when you did, when you do something that I didn't like. If you did something that I didn't like, I didn't give what I thought I gave. Are y'all all right with this? So what he says, don't love the world. Don't love the world. But it's interesting because he died for the world. I'm confused. There you go again. I'm confused again. You died for the world, but you tell me don't love the world. How do you die for it? And then you tell me don't love it. Where do I stand in this? This is where you stand. 
You stand in him. Know how to love. Because I love you without him. In that sense of love, it's get back to. That's why in some of us, we feel like we, somebody owe us something. Because I gave you, and you're supposed to give me back. And you think that's God love. That's not God love. God love will stand the test of time whether you give or give not. That's why many times, I don't really, I, I, it's hard for me to let people borrow stuff. Because I'd rather just give it to you. Unless there's a lesson in it. Because my expectation will never go beyond your submission. Which means I let people lie to me. I would hope you would let me lie to you if you were mature and I was learning. I think I lost about 80% of the church. I let people lie to me. What are you talking about, Levy? We are all liars without the spirit of God. Didn't you promise something before and you didn't meet it? Why you didn't meet it? Didn't you tell them, we friends, we're going to ride it down forever until they made that, that issue? We found we'll never go down that road. Uh-oh, uh -oh, now we're we realizing something. What was said is, is easily said than done. Because based on what I'm doing it from, would determine the outcome. Don't speak prematurity. So what I mean by that is, as you are growing, learn to wait on the God to know where you're really at. For the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits, if I'm speaking to you from my flesh, I might be not telling the right story. You know, we homeboy, we, you know, we, yeah, hey, ah, ooh, hey, ooh, huh? Found it, man. Yeah, until we disagree. Verse, watch this. You need God to even be committed to a church. You know why? Because if somebody's developing you, you're going to disagree. But you're going to learn how to stick to the word because nobody is right but God. I say nobody is right but God. That's why I don't mind people. This, this don't make it personal. Make it principle. Because guess what? If you bring the word, I'm going to say, hey, I vow to the word of God. But if you bring your emotions and you want somebody to submit to your emotions, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a different conversation. Today, you must forgive. Today, you got to learn to forgive. You got to learn to Forgive. The unforgiveness is holding you back from the love that you need to experience to go further in your life. If you're unforgiven, the Bible says God can't forgive you. So learn to let go and let God. I'm going to pray for you. That this week, you have an encounter with the love of God. That you have an encounter with the 
love of God. Watch this. You make it a daily encounter. Because you only grow from encounter to encounter to encounter. How do you grow? From. See, what the adversary want to do is make the church of today like a YMCA. I love YMCA. It's on the board and everything. I ain't, I'm not against it. But the church is supposed to be different. If we just like a motivational center, there's no power. Faith will motivate you. Faith should motivate you. Faith should wake you up in the morning. Faith should start you on your way. Faith should do the work. I want you to ask a question to yourself. What is the greater importance of what God is trying to tell me right now in my life? Am I in full obedience? Am I in half-hearted obedience? And if I'm half-hearted, watch this. I just need more to be wrapped in his love. Because perfect love will cast out this fear. What will cast it out? What will cast it out? Can I tell you something? You can stop wasting time with stuff. How many know every conversation is just leading you back to that love? It's leading you back to what? It's leading you back to what? Everything is just leading you back to love. You still got to go right back to the, the prayer room. We're going to learn the complexity of ourselves of what locked us out. But once we learn the complexities, we're just coming back to the throne room. Throne room is going to give you power to overcome. Somebody say power. Faith gives you power because it's power that works in you. Faith is a substance. Faith is substance. Faith is substance. Faith is what? Which means love will cast out the devil. Today, I just want to pray for you. You can put an instrumental for me. I want to pray over you that the love of God will wrap you. Some of us, God is trying to help us to understand what we feel like we don't understand. But I want you to understand, you don't have to trust in your understanding to understand. Listen, stop trying to trust your understanding to understand. When the Bible says this love goes beyond your knowledge. It's beyond understanding. That's why when I get confused, you know what I do? I go pray. And guess what happens? I'm not confused anymore. When I'm lost, guess what I go do? I go pray, and I'm not lost anymore. If I'm hurt, you know what I go do? Pray, and I'm not lost anymore. Do not neglect the simplicity. What is the simplicity? Christ is for you. The first step is love. The first step is, the first step is, the world needs love. And the world needs the government of love. In the government of love, God matures you and love sounds different. One time I was with a prophet and y'all know I teach love about everything and I didn't understand this level of love. 
I was with a prophet and she told a woman, God is telling me, she didn't say this, but she said, it's time for you to be quiet. I said, oh, I'm going through my turn. I'm like, hold on, that didn't sound like love. It's time for you to be quiet. And the lady seemed like she heard God in that. Wait. So you telling me something like that was love? Yes, based on where the person was. Sometime when there's an emergency, the police has... Okay. There was levels of emergency that they can knock down your door to save you. It doesn't look like love, but you're in fire. That's the government of love. There's different levels. I talk to people sometimes, hey, I, I, you don't have to try to trick me to make me do something for you. Why are you talking to him like that? Because see, now he's calling me. He, think he, can, he needs to trick me for me to help him. I'm not helping you because of you. So don't try to manipulate your way through. I'm going to teach you to stop manipulating ready to grow we can walk I'm not one to you be manipulated somebody said because now he's listening say, man they ever loved me like that like you brought me to the point but man ain't nobody talking to me like that either why because there's levels to help people know what they are somebody says it's all about love when you get home, you got to love to work out. You have a what? Your next level is your next level of love. And when you learn that level of love, watch this. You'll never lack. You'll never lack. Last thing. I want you to be honest and understand that we live in a generation that we don't have the family rap that we were born to have. Do you understand that? Most of us didn't grow up with the family rap, the love. We, we, we do have, there, there are humanity places that we're supposed to love each other. Time, temperament, the word of God, there are things. That's why even as a family of God, we gotta start learning to love each other. Stop trying to fight alone. Who are you trying to prove? God is still building his church. I say he's building his church. These are your brothers and sisters. These are your brothers in what? This is not a white place. It's not black place. It's not a Hispanic place. It's just the, the church of God. Throw your doctrine out the door. And learn to be loved. You know why we separated all that stuff? Because we don't understand love. Your love is limited when you have a limit on it. It got to look like me when it's limited. It got to smell like me. It got to have my culture when it's limited. I told you the devil is in the details. It's a lack of love. Most people run with those things, didn't have the right family environment. So they got to make it something instead of making it all things in him. Lift your hands. Father, help us to return to our first love.
Forgive us for what we made it. God, we don't need more church. We need more you. Forgive us for what we've made it. I don't want to just be a sounding brass. I don't want to just be, I, I don't want to be gifted without the relationship. I want you. Help us to see you. God, some of us got tired in this place. We was running the race. But we see everybody's laying their armor down. And we got tired. But I call you up this morning. I call you to rise this morning. Rise in your spirit. Rise in your heart. Rise in your mind. That gift that God told you that you're going to use. That call that God has been calling you in. You pick up that pencil again and write. You pick up that book and read. You pray and revelate and understand my heart for the generation. Don't you lay it down and settle. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us to see. Help us to perceive. Help us to understand. We need you, God. Our families need you. Our children need you. God, we need you. Help me to see you. Forgive me for every justification of bypassing your love. I know today that you're running after me. I know today that mercy keeps following me and trying to fix me. Oh, Father, today I submit my I submit my way, and I want to know you more. Help me to know you more. Father, I just pray strength in this place. A renewed strength. Renewed strength. A renewed mind. The joy again. The joy of our salvation. Help us to see it. Father, we pray that every unforgiveness in the hearts of your people, that we cast it off and understand how you see a thing. Help us to put on your mind that we may see all things. Repeat after me, Father God. Today, I thank you for your goodness, for dying for me shedding your blood that I may be free. Today, I stand in awe of you, knowing that you are my God. You're my Father. I need you. Help me to see, to forgive, to let go, to let go of everything that's not of you, every pattern, Every cycle, I let go this morning. I give it to you, and I receive your blessing. I receive your promise. I receive your word over my life. Thank you, Father. Do it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God a hand clap if you can.
I want to leave you with a homework assignment. Your homework assignment is to learn to pray vulnerably and give all of your heart. Give how much? Watch this. Watch this. This is what happens when you give all. Watch this. There's a transfer of power. There's a what? Remember, because faith has substance. Faith also has evidence. So when you start giving all of you, you're going to get substance and you're going to have evidence. You hear me? Then watch this. You can train it to your children. Watch this. Then watch this. You can bless a generation. Because you become the temple of faith. Somebody say, I got a temple. Okay, no, 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 no. It might be harder for you right now. This is why. This is why. God has to put pressure on you because nobody crossed the bridge. Listen, listen, listen. So he has to allow you to do it because once he sees you can get through it, watch this. What he's going to do is bring you to court with him. And say, I got one that stood the test of time. So enemy, that accuser, the accuser of the brethren. Today, you got to let them and their household go. Because I got one that was in the house that was holding the mold, that held the promise, that held the word. So I got to, this family is blessed today. This family is healed today. This family is delivered today. Because one stood in the gap. The stone was rolled. You got to understand this spirit thing. Understand it. It can bless everything around you. Everything that touched me is going to be blessed. I say it's going to be blessed. You got to believe that. If I'm at your workplace, you're lucky because I'm, I just blessed your workplace. If I'm in your business, it got to be blessed because I'm there. When daddy's home, the house is blessed because I am. Are people blessed because you're there? You know the blessing that you rely on? Because you're Abraham's seed. God has promises on the fathers. That's why you're able to be blessed in certain covenants. So he's not even looking at what you did. He looked at what they did. All you have to do is follow the pattern. And the blessing is by default. Can you say amen? Somebody say, I will. Hold to the love of God. Come on, give God a hand clap. Come on, do you love God? Do you love God? How many of you are going to work on that? That love thing? It's love. In Jesus' name. Amen. God, one more hand clap if you can. At this moment, we're going to prepare to receive our tithes and offering.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Can you clap? Come on, give them a hand clap. Thank you for joining us today. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. As you're preparing your tithes and offering, if you can look at the screen for our announcements. We are excited about all that God is doing here at Believer's Connection Church. Stay tuned for our weekly announcements. We would like to take this time to welcome all of our visitors. We are honored that you chose to fellowship and worship with us today. Please see Maya and Jalea in the lobby immediately following service for your thank you gift. Give your tithes and offerings by texting GIVE to 214-214-4055 or online at believersconnection.org. Join us for our discipleship training class as we continue our series on spiritual disciplines. Discipleship training is every Sunday from 8.45 to 9.45 a.m. here at BCC. Listen and subscribe to the Believer's Connection Church podcast on all available podcast platforms. We invite you to join us for corporate prayer and intercession every Thursday at 7 a.m. via Zoom. Join us every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for a Bible study via YouTube, Facebook, or here at BCC. Join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 a.m. here at BCC. Service can also be streamed on the BCC website at believersconnection.org. Join us for BC Live as young adults from around the Metroplex unite to an experience an incredible move of God. Services are every Friday at 7 p.m. with an after party to follow. I promise you do not want to miss this. Join us for food, fun, and fellowship at our Back to School Bash today, July 31st at 2 p.m. here at BCC. Donated school supplies will be distributed to BCA and BCC families. We are excited to offer Kingdom Kids during our Sunday morning worship service. Toddlers ages 10 months to two, preschool ages three to five, schoolers ages six to 11. Just a reminder to please sign your child in and out. Cutoff time is 10.30 a.m. Children will be released to their parents at 12 p.m. by the welcome team. Registration is now open for the 2022 to 2023 school year and Camp Braveheart Summer Camp Program hosted by Braveheart Christian Academy. BCA is for students ages pre-K 3 through 6th grade. For more information, visit BraveheartAcademy.org.
Did you recently join Believers Connection Church? Learn more about our mission and ministries at our new member orientation on Sunday, August 7th at 1.30 p.m. immediately following service. Join us for Mastery and Biblical Precepts training every Sunday at 8.45 a.m. here in the main sanctuary at BCC. For more information, visit Believers University at BelieversConnection.org. That's all for this week's announcements. Have a victorious week. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet if you can. I want to remind you that we have our back to school bash following service uh, this morning. Can y'all give God a hand clap? Are y'all ready for them children to go back to school? Hallelujah. Y'all didn't look too excited. I say they can stay home a little longer. Uh, were y'all blessed this morning? How many of y'all ready to really take that next level step? You know, it's a decision. It's a decision. So if you don't have a church home, I would love for you to know what we do here at Believers Connection. We are here to help individuals grow to the height of their calling and to really learn God. Learn how to be rooted and grounded in His love and then be skillful in your gifts and callings for His divine purpose. It's time to walk, church. It's time to walk. It's time to walk. Amen. Stretch your hand this way if you can. Father, we thank you for this gift that you continue to give. Bless your people, God. Bless this seed to be multiplied. God, let it bless your kingdom. We thank you for what you're doing in every soul in this place. Father, I thank you for the restoration of peace and joy, understanding, knowledge. Touch their hearts and their minds. Father, I thank you for life, liberty. Thank you, Lord, for the open doors to even this week. Thank you for the gift that they continue to give that you have given us, God. You're amazing, Jesus. Bless it, God. We give you all the praise and honor and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. If you love him, can you say amen? amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to high-five two people and tell them God is in control. I love you. Have an amazing